Characters Radio. Welcome to Three Queens and a King Podcast, where candid conversation matters. It's your show, baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, uh, everybody. Hope that you had an absolutely productive and beautiful week. The weather is starting to change. Thank God for it. Every year in the wintertime, I'm like, I'm leaving. And every year in the springtime, I'm like, oh, I love Columbus. And here we are. <laughs> uh, glad you guys are tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Three Queens and a King podcast. We are super excited because this conversation like most are going to be entertaining to say the least before we jump in allow us to please welcome our king of the week to celebrate uh joseph i'm not gonna put your whole name out there because i know how you be (laughs) (laughs) but welcome to the show sir you be cracking me up let me tell you glad to have you on how how are you doing what's been going on with you uh, I'm doing good. I'm excited. This is my first podcast that I'm guesting on, and I'm overly excited to see where it goes. And so, I, tricks of the trade. I've, got a lot. I've heard that it's good for podcast yeah. hosts to come onto other podcasts and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, network, right? Yeah, so that means you're coming on mine next, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the perfect segue. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> glad we're there. Quick, swift. Okay, go ahead. On ours, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you on mine, and as soon as I come up with some more topics, I'm gonna call you up, and uh, either you can come over or we can do it by Zoom. Either way, um, I'm super stoked too. Me and the girls just talked the other day about being able to come together and record uh, live together, which the energy between the three of us is already crazy and then whoever we bring on to, gu- to guest co-host we always have a good time but i just feel like that energy in the same studio um is just gonna like lift it up so i'm down for either or whatever is best mm-hmm. yes i'm excited and a little bit later in the show we're gonna talk uh in depth about what you got going on and let the listeners know where they can tune in to what you have going on is it weekly or monthly or awesome. how are you guys doing it we're doing it when we can, because <laughs> uh, sometimes real life catches up, and you know I would like to get them out every week, but it just doesn't work that way. So we try to get them out when we can. Yeah, I can dig it. Um, I think that we put our cape on every single Friday night and pull. Mm-hmm. We don't even know from where the energy to record weekly. We're going on two months now that we've been doing this. And um, yeah, we say it every at the end of every show, like I'm so exhausted, but when it's time to sit down and like have this conversation, like that last little bit of energy for the week is here. And then we produce an amazing show. So I get it. I get it, Joe, because sometimes I just want to sleep. <laughs> but, but, but doing this is, it can be therapeutic. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my show I co-host with my wife and the reason why I started doing this so we can have more time together because you know we're always shackled to our 
nine to fives and you know it's just a, a better way for us to connect i think that's an amazing idea um something for couples to do a, a couple building exercise let's produce a mm-hmm. podcast together that's that's dope so you gotta sit down and communicate at least once a week if no other time right because you're doing right. this together right okay. yeah yeah kill two birds one stone dope all right uh yeah we're glad to have you we know that you're gonna have some really good input on the topic this week but let's continue to see how the the squad is doing chris how was your week mama how are you doing uh great actually it was sweet tea's birthday today so it was a week long of like preparing for everything and but it was fine yeah 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 so how old is how old is baby she's four she's four yes going on 44 absolutely (laughs) truly yes and i am exhausted like i i know you are (laughs) not just from this birthday party but just having a four-year-old yeah she's been home all week for spring breaks so there was no break in between i want to know why these kids still got spring break and they ain't been to school in a year and a half but anyways that's another conversation (laughs) i don't know why Meek. i don't know why you hate let these babies kick it Okay. <laughs> they can do some things. They can do some things. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that is why I'm mad, truly, right? That's really why I'm mad. I'm like, why would I, was I, when I was in high school, did we not get a year and a half off? I don't right. understand. Right. <laughs> you better let I that baby it. live. <laughs> well, what's up with you, Ashley? How was your week, Mama? <laughs> um, my week has been. Y'all know I always come with the chaotic energy. First off, um, it's <laughs> it's been building a little bit more routine. I am exhausted, but my spirit is not tired. I feel like you know I'm just so conceived, and I'm also you know. Like I am, you know, still still piling the plate a little bit heavy, but taking smaller, you know, taking fewer trips and taking a little little smaller pieces, but you know, still adding a little extra nonetheless. Not too much chaos, but right, I'm good. Just <laughs> just enough to keep you alive, huh? Feeling yeah, like you're living, <laughs> man. Just uh, just enough to, for me to have some stories to tell you guys uh, when we turn when we start recording, and you can and you guys can get a, like a real good laugh. <laughs> I am looking forward to that after conversation. So, um, my week has been pretty, pretty chill too. I'm getting in the groove of things. Of um, uh, for the listeners that don't know, um, I'm an entrepreneur through and through, and I recently started a dispatch service, a logistics company that offers dispatch service to truck drivers, box truck drivers, semis. Uh, cargo van, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to find a groove. I've been doing it solid for a month. And um, at first it was really hectic and it was like, why did I get into this? And the pace was outrageous and I wasn't eating and I was barely drinking water and I'd look up and seven hours gone by and I'm sitting in front of the laptop with my eyes bulging out of my head like some kind of fiend or, or horrific cartoon character. It's outrageous. Oh. And then I started like getting into a groove and like this week we really did do that. So I'm proud to say that um, one of my drivers uh, decided to quit her job after the first week working together and we've been together for a month 
and she is a week shy from hitting her ten thousand dollar goal for the month and i'm like i booked that for you lady come on now so we're (laughs) high-fiving we've never even met in person we just like linked up through social media and she hired me to do this work with her and uh we set goals each week man and we really like lift each other up and encourage each other and uh support one another while she's on the road and i'm you know home base doing what i'm doing for behind the scenes and it's just a really great working relationship and um i love it and uh i am finding out that i'm really good at this and there's a passion behind it so it's going to sustain and carry me through and i have a few more drivers that are starting on so yeah i love it i love it great segue uh going into like what we're talking about tonight which is healthy relationships and boundaries and uh, i think that one of the reasons that me and this young lady are working so well together is because we've set very clear boundaries and expectations as far as what we need from one another to succeed and it's coming from a place of respect and grace and dignity and because of that we are working very very well together and smashing goals so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to share. I'm sure we all have stories about this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to go to our first break. We're going to come back and we are going to jump into this conversation. Folks, if you don't know, now you do. We always listen to a little bit of music. So go ahead and tune in. We'll be right, right back. So we're back and today we are talking about healthy relationships and the boundaries that are required in order to uh, maintain those relationships and i'm sure everybody on the panel um has had an experience where you don't create boundaries in a situation and it blows up in your face in some kind of way um or you end up losing a relationship because you do create boundaries and those people or or that person or those people are not able to handle what that looks like. So relationships kind of dissolve. But I wanted to go around the horn and just kind of like talk about our experiences and just kind of delve into this conversation. So let's start with you. So uh, you had mentioned um, that you are in a relationship, you're married and you're out here working just like anybody else and you know sisters and uncles and cousins and all these relationships how do you deal with that kind of thing how do you create boundaries how do you maintain healthy relationships with the people you love the most well the first thing that was important for my wife and myself was setting boundaries with each other Uh, because when you come together in a relationship you have two different lifestyles that's coming together and you like to have certain things a certain way and everybody has a different family dynamic uh my side of family even though where we get along we don't you know we're, we don't really buddy up like most families do i mean we're good and everything but my wife's family there's a lot of codependency going on and you know certain things that just uh, that wasn't good for me so those are some boundaries we definitely had to establish once you know we did some counseling about it. Um, then you know I have some some younger relatives who were living with me at one point, and that was one boundary we had to set because even though my niece was living with me, with me for a while, 
few times I had to let, had to let her know that even though you're a residence here, you have a residence here, you don't live here. And, you know, I'm doing you a favor by letting you be here. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when they're young, they forget that. And situation didn't end right. But, you know, that's just one of the things that happens when you have to be real with people and set those boundaries for a lot of things. It speaks volumes about um, emotional IQ, especially dealing with young people, because when you have to have a hard conversation with somebody about boundaries right. and how they respect your home, your space, uh, your relationships, right. the relationship they have with you, if you're dealing with somebody that has a low emotional IQ, um, i.e. hasn't dealt with whatever emotional baggage or issues they have or just haven't had enough experience in life to like understand what that is, it, it can be even more difficult. And then and then it begs for you to have a lot of patience when trying to express mm -hmm. to that person, I'm not attacking you. This is not an attack directly towards you. Don't take it personally. But in order to maintain my peace of mind, this is the line that I have to draw in the sand. And I ask that you not even stick your pinky toe over it so that we can, right. you know, carry on in a healthy type situation. So how did your, uh, you said it was your niece that you had to have that conversation with? Uh, yeah, quite a few times. So did that relationship withstand those conversations? Did you guys grow from that? Uh, I, I did. <laughs> so, uh, we, it, 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 it put a little, uh, put a little conflict in the family but um it it started to draw the whole family in and it went from her being not very mature she's a, a young girl or she's a growing woman so the conversation I had to have with everybody is if she's one of these three things which way how do you want me to address her do you want me to address her as a as a immature girl as a, a growing woman or a grown woman because she's not living in my house on either one of those standards. So you got to help me to figure it out. And, yeah, you got to choose one. Right. Well, they had to choose one. I don't know which one she chose. And so I just chose the grown woman approach. And, you know, I said what I had to say and had to deal with the fallout. And, you know, for me, life goes on. You know, she got her own place and she's doing okay. It, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a growing process. I know there's been many times where I've had conversations with people and, and on the vice versa, where people have had conversations with me, especially a younger version of self, where I've crossed the line or um, I, when I was younger, I was really bad with not having a filter and just spewing at the mouth. And, you know, you offend people not realizing that you are, um, or maybe realizing it because there was occasions when I did know and just didn't care enough to like try to fix the situation. But in hindsight, I can surely appreciate anybody that cared enough to even want to have the conversation with me in order to maintain the relationship. Because there are people that just won't even have the conversation and then they won't talk to you again. And you're left like, you know, what, what happened here? Um, so to even take the time shows a great deal uh, that people cared you too with your niece that you cared enough to even talk to her because you could have just been like I'm good like I don't tolerate that kind of stuff and I don't you know have to and I don't have to take the time to have a conversation with you about it so 
Right. Afford people grace. Afford people grace, you know. Ashley, what about you? Jump in here, sis. Um, so I took a different approach with um, the subject um, as far as thinking about how I've had to set boundaries. Um, I always come, I always like coming to a subject like this, I always think of how I've failed to set boundaries for myself and how I've allowed others to treat me and how I have taught others how they are to treat me. And um, it's I, I'm learning so much about myself and I'm learning that this stems from um, being a people pleaser for a long time. And I know you know what I'm talking about, being a people pleaser for a long time and to my detriment um, a lot of times. And, um, you know, wanting to be liked, wanting to be loved, that kind of shit. Um, you know, especially growing up as a young black woman, you don't get the most love. You don't have the most positive examples. You don't have the most, you know, you're you're very, you're, you're either invisible or, you know, there's, you know, there's always, there's already what somebody thinks of you has already been projected onto you. So, you know, you spend so much of your time trying not to be that so you can, you know, attract a little love. Um, I would say most of my really big ones are when um, really big examples of failing to uh, set boundaries for myself um, are in workspaces. It's um, I've been working in the service industry for a really long time, food and bev, everybody knows. And everybody knows that the, well, maybe not everybody if you're not in the industry, but it can be very inappropriate it can be very, and it very, it always teeters a line between inappropriate and, you know, just joking, but probably airs a little bit more on the inappropriate side. Um, it's always, it's a lot of young people. It's a lot of people that are the same age, a lot of people with the same mindset. So, you know, the joking can go on, the playing around can go on. Um, but when your money is attached and, you know, this is your means for survival and your means for, you know, living and, you let so much come to you. You let not just the people that you work with, but you know, you're working with the public. So you're also taking that because you're you're making tips. You know, you want these people to like you and give you their money. And this was probably the worst place for me to be employed, being a toxic um, people pleaser. So I was really grateful that I got to take from um, this whole quarantine, staying at home type of situation because, you know, the bars and restaurants, they shut down. And really like taking the time out and realizing how much quieter my head was because I didn't have to speak to so many people and because I didn't have so much coming on to me and I didn't have to stop. I didn't feel like I had to stop people and I didn't feel like I had to bring all of that negativity home. And I realized that I am learning how I would want to be treated. I am learning how to set boundaries, how to, you know, walk back into a workspace like, okay, you know, this is not okay. And it's okay for me to say this. If I could give a specific example. Um, so I've never really spoken about this to only a few people, um, but I'm a girl, If like, especially in the service industry, if it's not going good, peace, I'm out. I know I'm the bomb. I'm gonna go make my money wherever else, like wherever the wind blows, you know? And uh, I had been working for a place kind of on and off for a little while. That's how the industry goes. And we'd hired a new person 
um, from like out of the state and our boss goes on like vacation vacation so you know it's basically me and me kind of showing um this person around this is just how we do things like i know you know how to do this already because you kind of do it where you were and you know this is basically you know this is what key goes to what mm-hmm. and like his first week when our boss was gone on vacation it was literally like we hired somebody new and she's like all right cool i can take vacation i've been living in here like the first week like every night he would call me like wasted hey and just be like super inappropriate and it, it was it was bad and not only that when it would be very tense the next day when i get up when i would get up and be at work and i'd have to see this person and you know basically just felt like i was grinning and bearing it and it felt horrible and i wound up quitting almost immediately after the after my boss came back and I, the next spot that I went to wound up being like a not so not so great place, and um, I really got to had to lose that opportunity because I just couldn't figure out a way to one set those boundaries immediately before it got too bad. I mean, it was already pretty terrible, and two, how to approach this situation without feeling like I have to justify my humanity and defend myself because the industry is so toxic as it is. So um, I'm learning how to expect better. Working in the service industry absolutely is what taught me how to stand up for myself and to draw lines and cross and not and to make sure that people didn't cross boundaries, especially being a woman <clears throat> and being um, confident and outspoken and outgoing and uh, able and capable like all those things just invited conversations that were like completely inappropriate and out of place and just outrageous and when i was younger i would just let it ride feeling super uncomfortable wherever i would be um just needing to go like make that money make sure my tips hit like that's what i needed but really just being like not comfortable with the environment in a lot of different spaces it took it took a, it took enough incidences to happen and for me not to say anything and then like internalize it and can feel it coming out in other ways being bothered by the situation um and stress or what have you headaches you know things like that uh, for me to like understand and, and this is the running theme for this whole episode i don't know if you guys have noticed but the keeping of the peace of mind my peace of mind is being disturbed because of what i'm dealing with at work and instead of standing up for myself, I'm just shoving it down, not speaking on it, not setting the boundaries, not standing up for myself, and I'm taking it all home. So the toxicity would come from the workplace. I would take it home with me. My family would be affected by it. Any artwork I was doing would be affected by it. It just was affecting all areas of life. It is, I know it is like the number one reason why I had to learn how to like really stand up for myself because the last service industry uh, job I was in, there was a lot of racial tension going on and obvious favorites going on. And I ended up getting fired for speaking up on it. And I had to take the situation to the Civil Rights Commission, which really was like, I don't care what I walk away from. What I am gonna do is send a message that you cannot treat people like that. And you certainly won't treat me like that. So yeah, I get it, Ash, yeah. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like I'm on both sides of that. It's um, I'm either gonna go, I'm going straight to the top 
with my complaint or it's like you know if I really just don't give a damn about you I'm just like I'm gonna let you be a fool wherever it is because lessons do not come for free you know you're gonna have to pay absolutely so you know you can you can go be ignorant in somebody else's face because you're not any of my business if I really do care about you I'm gonna stop and let you know man listen I love you but you can't be doing this but I'm I've learned to like you know let shit slide in different ways indeed Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and just let the listeners know that my animals are just going crazy behind me right now. <laughs> I wish that you guys could see it. The folks on the panel and the folks that are listening, like it is quite humorous. You know what they, they remind me of is Odie and Garfield. That's what they remind me of. <laughs> and how they used to just like, there was always so much tension, right? But they really loved each other. That's what's going on in my home right now. At any rate, the cat and the dog need to create some boundaries so they can live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can live comfortably in my home. I mean, I'm just saying. At any rate. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a break real quick, folks. And then we're going to come back. And we're going to continue with this conversation. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be right, right back. All right, folks, we're back. I hope you're enjoying that music that we're putting in there a little bit. Bob your head just a little bit. Okay, so we're talking about um, healthy relationships and boundaries. And we were coming off Ashley speaking about uh, and not creating boundaries for yourself and like workplace situations, especially in the service industry. And I just had to like agree with her on that because uh, those life lessons are something I'll never forget. And it, I, I, I truly believe that solely it's why I'm able to stand up for myself to this day and comfortably be able to say, hey, you know, that's that's enough. That's not cool. You know, we're, we got to stop there. So, but Chris, share with us the time. Um, you had let us know earlier that you were pretty excited that you had a, a story to share. So I share do. time with us. And it doesn't really put me in the best light, but you know, I have stories about myself that don't always put me in the best light. <laughs> best <Yeah>. light. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was dating this guy and um, it really wasn't working out. And at first I didn't set boundaries and I, and I realized that. So then I went on to set boundaries and very clear boundaries. And he would press my buttons constantly. And it got to the point where it was such a toxic relationship, but we were living together, working together and bands together. It was just like our lives were integrated together. And I wanted to leave, but I didn't know what to do. So his brother had a living girlfriend as well. And uh, we became very close friends and we would hang out a lot. And she had the same problem with her boyfriend, who was my boyfriend's brother. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. And she's like, I don't know what to do. We're in the same situation. And one night I actually kissed her and she was surprised and she put a pillow up. So that was her boundary. And I was like, what the hell did I just do? So I stood up and I was like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I don't know what I did. And she's like, I'm just not into girls. I'm like, I am sorry. I'm still, I, I don't know why. And I said, can I leave now? And I'll just get back with you in a couple of days and we'll talk about it. And we did. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry. That was a boundary. I don't know why I did it. And she said, you know, it's not a problem. We're still friends and we were friends. So we're still having the same situation and bonding over what we're going to do with these two guys that we're, you know, living with. 
And so one night we're like hanging out with her sister and she's all over me. And I was like, well, I mean, that's, I, I start, you know, started laughing. I said, that's one way of kind of handling our situation is, you know, the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just being honest and putting it out there. So uh, I'm like going up the stairs and she grabs me and then she throws me down on the ground. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, remember, we already set boundaries after the whole pillow incident. And now you're crossing the boundaries. Now, I don't mind. And we can talk about it right now. <laughs> I mean, I was okay with it. I was fine. So she said, no, I really thought about it. And I haven't had sex for a while. And I wanted to be with you. And I said, wait a minute. You just want sex. There's a bar right down the street. You know, you have friends. And she's like, no, I can't do that. I just, I trust you. And I was like, all right. So we go and I take her little hand. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. So we're in her sister's bedroom and the door flies open midway through and it's her boyfriend FaceTiming my boyfriend, who was his brother. <laughs> Crystal! <laughs> Things happen sometimes in your life. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, she's really upset of course she is and I was like you know I'm so sorry and she's like no it was my decision too and I was like well at least we both know it was both of our decisions and uh so then later I was like well you know uh we're already caught and we're already um, out of these relationships we can just go ahead and finish the night and enjoy ourselves and tomorrow we'll just worry about it so I woke up the next morning and I was like you know what Lisa um we went somewhere that we can never get back from. Like, we've already done it. And she's like, I know. And I said, we had to talk about this in a little while. I can't talk to you about it right now. And she's like, yeah, sure, sure. And finally I decided, I was like, I have to kind of put myself first. And I was like, I already told her, we took it too far. I even told her that before anything even happened. And I said, I don't know if it's in our best interest that we are friends either because we are having boundary issues. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it was terrible. So once in a great while, we'll kind of message each other, but that's it. It's like no, and we were in a relationship. And you guys had to draw hard boundaries. Yes, <laughs> like a lot, a lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Too funny. <laughs> so you know, you got to set boundaries. And, and have people treat you the way you want to. And I, I didn't yeah. handle that situation very well, but it is what it is at this point. I learned a lot, I moved on. You know, you, you. Um, I wanna piggyback on something you said earlier, earlier in the story you were just sharing. When you were saying that you, you had your boyfriend and in the beginning stages, you didn't set boundaries. So then when you did set the boundaries with him, he then would like poke the bear. Yes. And poke the bear. Yes. And constantly like bait you. Yes. And uh prevented him for it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 knowing yourself, you know that that will happen beforehand, especially being older and having life experiences. I have a friend who um is a friend. Uh, and we've been <laughs> our issue is boundaries, flat out. That's what it is. Like 
I, I, it's very clear that in some aspects, the way he moves triggers me. And growth in and of itself is being able to understand what your triggers are. That's the twofold part of that is creating boundaries with people so that you aren't triggered so you can't have them in your life. Well, I've tried to create boundaries with this person. Um, and even today, like this 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 situation just kind of escalated today. And and have conversations. Certain things about how you move trigger abuse patterns that I've had in my life. And although I don't believe that you are an abusive person, some of the things that you say or some of your actions take me to that space. So although it is my responsibility to recognize those triggers and not react from an emotional space, it's you also, your responsibility to respect the boundary I'm creating when I tell you that when you move or speak that way, it puts me in a negative space. So out of respect, you should adhere to what I'm saying to you and make it a point to not move in a certain way. Case in point, he was hugging me and rubbing all in my hair. For those that can't see, I've worn my hair short for years and now I'm growing it out. So I have this little itty bitty Afro. Ashley's my inspiration. I told her the other day because her hair always looks amazing on top of her head. And I want my hair like that. (laughs) I want my hair back. At any rate, uh, he's rubbing on my hair and kissing on my forehead and he's hugging me and he's a big guy he's not a small dude like and I'm a small chick and um he's talking to me about going to get some coffee and going to sit and chill somewhere and I'm eyes closed just you know hugging on him and not answering him and he grips me by my throat to get my attention but it was too abrupt and it didn't hurt and it wasn't aggressive but I wasn't in the space to like receive anything like that, right? So I'm completely vulnerable at this point and you grip me up to get my attention, babe, let's go get some coffee. And it takes me to a space of when I was 19, 20, 21 years old fighting my son's father, uh, who incidentally, it took me years to create boundaries with that he would respect, years and years, but it triggered me and I just walked away from him and it took probably, took me probably about an hour before I could come back to him and say hey I know you didn't mean any harm but this is how that made me feel and when you're dealing with somebody that has an abusive background no matter how many years removed from that situation in space those kind of scars they kind of they kind of stick with you, you know? So when you're dealing with anything that remotely reminds you of that, it makes you want to bolt. And I will run the other way because I don't have no problem doing that. Well, he seemed to receive that information, but then we're leaving again or we're together again, like he left and then came back, my workday's done. We went and got some dinner and then we decided to go to the thrift store And as we're walking in the thrift store, I go to open the door first. Well, I stop myself because I try to allow a man to be a man 
when I'm in the presence of a man. And I shouldn't open a door for myself ever, car door, pull the chair out, none of that. And I've had people tell me that because I'm so independent and have been by myself for so long, I forget those kinds of things when I'm in the presence of a man. Let the man be a man. So I went to reach for the door and I stopped myself and I moved out of the way so that he could reach for the door. And he went to reach for the door and he went to open it. And, and instead of opening it wide enough for me to walk through it, he kind of acted as though he was going to shut me in the door. And even if he was playing, it again triggered violence. And I walked away from him and got in my car and left. I didn't say anything. I didn't make a scene, anything like that. But what was going through my head is, how many times do I have to have a conversation with you about my boundaries and things that trigger me before you adhere. And since you are refusing to do so, that lets me know you don't have any respect for me or what I'm trying to share with you. So I can't give you any more time. And we've been going back and forth about these kinds of things since we met and have attempted to date in the last six months. We just can't get anywhere. And I think that it's it just says a lot about a person that refuses to listen. You can't claim to care about who you're dealing with or the relationship, whether it's professional, romantic, friendship, associates, what have you. If you don't respect the person enough to adhere to what they're saying to you, when they're taking the time to be vulnerable enough to share, then there's nowhere we can go from that point. Because you're letting me know, like the line that I'm drawing in the sand, you, I mean, like take a running leap over that bitch every chance you get. And then when you collide into me and I come up swinging, you're wondering why. Well, what have you? Joe, I really would like, to, I really want some input because I can see your, <laughs> I uh, see it, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh... Back in my, before I got married, I was good for not listening to boundaries, but I was really good at setting them. So if I'm dating someone, uh, for example, I, I dated someone at my job and was dating somebody else at the job and you know the other one found out about it and she said, well, I don't want you associating with her. I'm like, okay, but I did it anyway, even though I knew it upset her, but I was good for setting boundaries because when someone came to my house, I had rules and guidelines because I, I wasn't in that area where I wanted um, to be invested in anyone. So I had, you know, don't park in my driveway. And I had somebody who would do it every time. And then, um, you know, don't put your feet on my couch because I don't want anybody that comfortable. And I said, don't go in my kitchen going through my refrigerator or trying to cook for me. And it was just this one young lady who just kept doing it. She thought it was funny. And I kept giving her a chance. I gave her multiple chances, but the last time she parked in the driveway and refused to move, that was that was it for her. I couldn't do it anymore. So yeah, but now in my uh, my marriage years, she sets the boundaries and I follow. <laughs> 
Smart. Good for you. Smart. I say say good for you. Mm-hmm. A happy wife. A happy mm-hmm. wife is a happy life. Yes. <laughs> ha- happy wife is uh, me alive. That's what it is. <laughs> Indeed. That Indeed. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go to our last break of the episode. We're gonna come back. Um, and uh, Joe, you're gonna share a little bit about what you got going on, and then maybe the final thought. Is that is that cool? Yes, it is. All right, we'll be back, folks. Okay, folks, we're back. And we've been discussing healthy uh, relationships and setting boundaries. All have had some interesting stories to share. Of course, Crystal, yours always is most colorful. All the time. I can't. Every trip. (laughs) Don't apologize, sis. I love your life. (laughs) (laughs) So before we uh, before we add our final thoughts to this this conversation, Joe, tell the people about what you got going on and where folks can check you out and how they can listen and you know share with the world. Sure, sure. So. Me and my wife have a podcast and two, three radio shows. The radio shows are called the Two Hearts Gospel Shows and the Two Hearts Sunday Show. At 8 a.m. on WMVU.org, you can listen to our first gospel show, uh, Music, Inspiration, and Fun. At 6 p.m. on WMVU, you can listen to the Two Hearts Sunday Show, which plays your favorite gospel, R&B, hip-hop, jazz, and soul. And on Gospel Impact at 4 p.m., you can listen to our other gospel show. Uh, this is on Sundays, and it's just a two-heart show, uh, music, inspiration, and fun. And we also have a podcast, 98.9 WTRH, The Truth, the Thursday Thursday podcast. We are currently on Anchor.fm, Google, Spotify, Apple, anything. You can just type in uh, 989 WTRH or hashtag T-H-E-H-E-R-S-D-A-Y, the hashtag the Thursday. And we'll pop up and we talk a lot about uh, relationships. We have guest speakers and, and um, you know, some other my friends come on. We talk about some social issues or anything that's going on um, in our communities, in our society. Uh, we keep it light. We keep it fun. You know, I just want everybody to tune in on season one. Season two is currently in production. So we've got a lot of things going on here with the two hearts. So what we were talking a little bit, I don't know if we were talking on the show or was during the break, we were just speaking about how uh, the idea of you and your wife doing a podcast together really lends to uh, that quality time and being able to communicate and just implementing what you do on the podcast within your relationship day to day. So have you seen um, just a positive impact since you guys have started? Um, or just, you know, how's it how's it helping you guys? Um, it helps us a great deal because before COVID, uh, you know, we're doing nine to five. So it's like, I, I got married and then I, I barely see you. And, you know, we're just coming home just to have a couple conversations and then some TV, we're going to bed. But with this podcast, it's given us more of that time. So instead of going our separate ways on the weekends or 
or at night, we're coming together to talk about number one, what issues we want to talk about, what subject matter, how we want to talk about it, uh, what segments on a radio show that we want to do. So uh, it, it's a lot of conversation, it's a lot of back and forth, it's a lot of boundaries being set because there's a lot of things she doesn't want me to say. But so uh, I have to listen to what she says, and, it, and it's healthy. And we like to talk about our experiences on the show and on the podcast because we want to be example to other couples that, you know, things get tough, but if you, you communicate more, you find more ways to spend time together, you might be able to, to uh, keep out certain forces that's trying to drive you guys apart because those forces are out there. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, but you, you kind of just answered uh, how much of the content that you guys are bringing to the podcast is coming from your actual day-to-day life and the things that you guys are experiencing. But you, you just kind of answered that, that you're, you're kind of bringing what you guys are dealing with within your marriage to the podcast uh, in, in, in a sense. And that kind of helps, you know, work through some of the stuff that you guys might need to deal with anyway. Right, right. And we watched uh, a couple of the uh, reality shows and, it was, and actually our next episode was about to be something similar to this because we watched uh, a show called Family or Fiance. And I don't know if you've seen that, but there was a really good one on that pertains to your subject. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago where the fiance and the, the two fiancés, the guy and a girl, whatever, uh, he had a best friend. And he said in an interview, he said, if you don't know my friend, he will piss you off because he just said stuff. She didn't like his friend at all. And he said something about her kids and her fiance didn't check them, didn't set boundaries. And that was their whole issue. Uh, and towards the end, she said, I don't want him in the wedding. And you know, this guy was crying his heart out. And uh, that was really going to be our next issue about, you know, friends, setting boundaries with friends once you get married or once you get in that serious relationship. So, you know, this uh this was a good topic that you picked and we watch 90 Day Fiance and we talk about that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's intriguing. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this content over to my blog this week too and just write about it because I just see I just see so many people struggling with again maintaining their peace of mind because they're not creating boundaries with their family members, with their friends, with their coworkers, with their lovers their spouses, their parents, just, and you you can't let people walk all over you, especially if you have a big giving heart and you want to help people. Uh, some some people, I, I even would venture to say most people are like leeches, will like latch on to light and anything that's of giving so that they can um, be replenished, but then, that reciprocation isn't there so then you're depleted and you're left depleted and then whatever energy that they're carrying whether it's from trauma or guilt or shame or fear uh anxious energy they give that to you and then they walk away lighter in step and you're wondering why you know you're feeling down and whatnot and and it all just leads back to being able to say hey you know i'm saying no not because i don't love you but probably because i do and I love myself enough to be like, you know what? I value the relationship enough to say, we can't keep moving like this because I'm going to end up resenting you. Bless you, dear friend. 
Bless you. My bad. <laughs> no worries. I'm, I'm, to hold it I'm not editing that. No, I'm not editing that. <laughs> so, and, and one um, thing I actually said earlier, she said setting boundaries with herself is something that she had to learn to do. And uh, even in a relationship, as, a, as a me, as a person, as a husband, I had to set my own boundaries. And some people need to do that. And uh, with your friends and even with, you know, social media, because there's things on social media, like my wife doesn't do social media. And there's things that that I have on social media that she's got to whiff up. She said, I don't like that. So I have to set boundaries to my stuff. I said, well, I've got to rule that out. So, um, you know, the interactions that I had before, even though it's on social media, I think it's harmless, but they're still as damaging as if this person is down the street or in the neighborhood. You just have to learn to kind of sometimes cut that off because that can really come in between a relationship and really do some damage. There's, I, I, I've made a rule for a long time now. I mean, I've been divorced for eight years and me and my ex-husband still aren't friends on Facebook. No. I just won't do social media and date. If I'm dating you, um, if we, if we meet on social media and then we end up dating, then we're not social media friends anymore. I know you're in real life and I don't want to see what you got going on. If I meet you somewhere else and we're dating, that's a rule of mine. No, we can't be social media friends. I've had folks take it personally, not want to mess with me because I won't. But no, <laughs> that's yeah. that's a boundary I have. Like, yeah. no, I'm not doing that because it, so many things can be misconstrued and you don't want mm-hmm. people in your business. And the biggest thing is this, and I think Joe, me and you have talked about this when you first got married and I and you would always mention your wife as the her. And I was like, that's so hilarious. I love that you do that. But people who secretly envy you or are jealous, not just of Joe, but I'm like in general, um, you share your your happiness in your relationship on social media. There are people that are out there really like praying for your demise, like really mad because it's not them or they don't have it. So they're like, even if they're not consciously saying, I want that shit to fail, the energy they're giving off towards you anytime they see your post or they see you in public or anything it's straight just bullshit energy and you don't need that especially in a new relationship when you're building anyway things are so fragile at any point really because i mean who needs that outside influence you guys got enough you know that you're trying to get through just like you said joe just trying to bring two lives together two worlds together so yeah yeah yeah, i'm real I'm i'm a real big stickler on that i don't i don't do social media and personal dealings at all. We don't get down. So before we end, let's uh, go around the table and just share a final thought. Um, Really anything that you want to share in regards to the topic and um, always, you know, give it an air of maybe advice to those that might be listening and are struggling with some of the things that we talked about, uh, creating boundaries and then sticking with them so that they can uh, maintain their relationships. Ash, if you want to start, What's, what's your final thoughts, sis? Um, I feel like if you can find it in yourself to create boundaries with the way that you treat yourself, with the way that you speak to yourself, um, then you'll find the strength to expect that from others because that's really, that's been my biggest thing is like, you know, treating myself better, you know, gives me the strength to make sure that I'm treated better in the outside world. You gotta start with you. Definitely. Crystal? 
Uh, yes to everything that Ashley said, ditto. Um, and you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this because for a long time, I didn't know how to set boundaries for, with myself or with other people. And um, it really showed me that it's part of my self-care, being able to say no to someone else and yes to myself. Because like Ashley, I've always been a people pleaser and that's okay to be a people pleaser in a lot of ways, but it's not okay if it's at the expense of your heart or your mind. That peace of mind key, that's peace right. of mind is key. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Joe? Um, my message is just for couples, especially uh, ladies. Know your worth, know your value. And when you understand what your worth and what your value is, you'll know what boundaries to set. That's as simple as it gets, though. <laughs> right there. You got to know your worth. And there it is. I think my final thought on it is, um, I, it's just going to piggyback on what we've all been talking about, what you guys just said. Um, what I will add in there is, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel no kind of way when you decide that, you know, uh, your worth is uh, dependent on people showing you the respect that you not demand, but just move in a space that it lets folks know, you know, don't step on my toes. These are my boundaries. Um, this is what I can deal with and this is what I can't. And it's okay to walk away from relationships or people or opportunities or situations, whatever you want to call it, if it doesn't sit right with your spirit. You don't ever have to compromise your boundaries to get what you want out of life because you just don't have to do that. Um, for every three people that, that don't want to respect what you're putting out there, there's going to be 10 more that are saluting you and celebrating you for doing so. So just, you know, keep pushing until you run into those 10 folks is my final thought. I appreciate you coming on, Joe. Do you think you'll come back yes. next season? I'll come back next week if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, I'm I'm cool. Whenever whenever you want me to, I'm I'm open to it. Just let me know. Um, for the record, you are our third king to say that to us. Whenever you need us, Sweet. we'll be there. So we appreciate that. And yes, we will bring you back on definitely. And I'm looking forward to jumping on um one or all of your podcasts, however you want to do it. Myself, me and the ladies, however you want to do it, we'd love to come on. Yep, I'm going to get each and every one of you. Aww. Bless you again, friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't it's the season. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. Celebrate with us. This is episode seven of our season one but episode nine total that we've recorded and put out there. And we are excited at the growth and surely appreciate you tuning in each week. Please, please remember to always, always, always be the light that you seek. We'll see you next week, folks. Peace. Peace. Thank you so very much for joining us for another episode of Three Queens and a King podcast. We surely do appreciate the support and ask that you leave a comment on any episode that you're listening to. Let us know about the topics that we're delving into. This episode was brought to you by 
IamMeek.com, where you can check out my blog, Speak With Meek, as well as Perry Logistics, offering dispatch services. It's only great if you're moving free. Music for this episode was brought to you by Superspit, who happens to be the king that we celebrated just last week. So... We appreciate you tuning in, folks. Please, please, please always remember to be the light that you seek. We'll see you next week. Peace.